0: listeners. Thanks for tuning in again this week. Um if it looks like I'm wearing the same outfit as last week, it's because I am. We're doing a twofer <laughs> today. Uh speaking of twofers, I'm excited to have our second repeat guest appearance uh with Kayla S- Simerson Simpson. Simpson. Yeah. Kayla Sim- Summers Summerson. Yeah. Kayla Simmers. what up kayla
1: um you know the
0: use so i'm curious since i saw you last um there's been a lot happening
2: maybe just a little bit (laughs) one Um, thing after another and it comes in threes or tens
0: yeah i was gonna say i'm curious as to like um what we talked a lot about uh, kind of the family dynamic and things that had been going on. But now I want to focus more on like you present day. Okay. So maybe within like the last couple of years, but you and relationships. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Big oof. Um, let's go back before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Do you remember if you were dating somebody?
2: Um, yes, I was in The, like, the longest relationship I've been in at that time. It was, like, beginning of 2018 through the end of 2020, so almost three years. It was, like, a couple months short of three years. Okay. Yeah.
0: And were you guys living together? Yes. Okay. Do you mind divulging as to why or how you think that ended?
2: Well, it doesn't help that it was so quick. Like... We kind of rushed into things and then we moved in really early, but...
0: Like how soon did you guys...
2: um, So we met January and we were living together by July. Oh, okay. So like I hadn't even known him very long, much less like been, you know, with him that long before we moved in. Um, There are just some things about him that I didn't know prior to moving in with him. And I feel like if I would have known those things, I maybe would have either not moved in with him or I just would have ended it way sooner. But the fact that we lived together and we had animals together and I didn't really have anywhere else to go, that kind of drew out mm. the relationship a little longer than it should have been. Okay. Yeah. Um, it was a long time coming when I left him. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh,
0: But that is tough. And that's, that's one thing, not that he was an abuser, but like the, with the, um, women's advocates that I've spoken with um, a lot of times when you end up in a spot where it's like your living situation makes it almost impossible to leave because if your options are homeless or putting up with this guy, then most of the time uh, women or partners choose to, to stay in that situation, which is fucking tough. Mm-hmm.
2: Like I could easily, cause I ended up moving in with my mom for a couple months after, um, I could have easily done that, probably at any point in time, but, um, I really didn't want to leave my animals, and I was afraid that if I left, he wouldn't let me see them.
0: Was I this guess, the one that you had the corgi with?
2: Corgi, and then he also has my cat Azora too. Mm. Um, yeah, and then also like if I had stayed with my mom, like I love my little siblings, but I wouldn't have gotten very much privacy, and I didn't really as for as long as I was there. I mean when I was at work a lot, but like during the day before work, I, if they weren't at school, you know, they just want to hang out with me, which I don't mind, but also being an adult, like sometimes yeah. I do need a little space and I didn't have like my own room. Um, they had a finished basement in that house and they kind of just threw a bed in the corner. Oh, okay. And that's where I slept. So I didn't really have like my own little space. And then that kind of made it like it was a last resort when I moved back in with them. Just, I had a, about enough with my ex, and I just, my friends were like, Kayla, just leave. And they literally just came over one day and just started helping me pack. And it was, uh, I was out within like two or three days when I finally decided I was going to go. But it was, like I said, a long time coming. And I wasn't even like sad about it when I finally did leave. I was just over it for so long. The only thing I was sad about was leaving my animals behind. Um, he did let me see them a couple times. After I left, um, he would let me come take my dog and hang out with him, like, over the, overnight, and then I would take him back the next day. But then eventually, he was like, basically, it'd be better if he stayed away from, from now on, and I haven't seen my dog in almost a year now. Or my cat.
0: I was going to say, I haven't seen a, a photo of you guys.
2: Nope, he doesn't even, like, read—well, even if he reads my messages, he doesn't respond to them. And I even—I uh, got my ID— Renewed on my birthday in March and um, I had it sent to his house because I didn't know how, you know, the current house, I mean, I'm not going to be there much longer. Like I have to be up by June. So I wasn't going to put that address on there. And I thought maybe you had to have like certain mail if you wanted to put an address on, ID, on an ID or whatever. But oh, I found out later that you didn't. Yeah. But, so I just put like my the address that was on my old one, which was my ex's. and I told him that there'd be a license coming in the mail. And he never answered me. I'm assuming it probably showed up and he probably threw it away. You know, that's just the kind of person he is. Okay. It's been a year and a half, I think. A year and, yeah, probably like a year and a half since I left him and he's still extremely bitter about it.
0: Now, since then, how many, I would call them startups. Mm -hmm. Like a relationship is blooming, it's blossoming. The so potential of I'm gonna be with this guy now. Mm-hmm. How many of those do you think you've had? Four. Okay.
2: Um, one of them I was with for almost. It was like an off non thing for almost a year. Okay. Um, that was a couple of months after I left my ex. Um, and then I was like officially with this guy at one point in time when he finally decided to make it official. Um, but he. Just like my ex, like he also had some mental health things, like he was diagnosed bipolar and he was very back and forth about uh, like what he had wanted, like whether he wanted to be with me. And eventually that back and forth made me second guess
3: Mm -hmm. a lot.
2: And I would also, I would always get anxious. Like if he had any sort of like mood change, I just automatically assumed that he was going to dip out again or something like that. So that quickly became pretty unhealthy, but. Um, you know, he kept coming back and me being the person I am, I'd always just let him back thinking that things were going to be different or that things would work out that time. But then the same thing would happen again, um, with his mental health and then mine, they just weren't a good combination. We weren't, we weren't compatible in that sense.
0: Well, and I mean, if if I'm remembering right with like your history, things can change at the drop of a hat. Mm Um, so do you kind of feel like you're always almost always expecting the unexpected or that shit could fall through? Yeah. You know what I mean I, like
2: I oftentimes will just assume the worst right away but like I'll go off the deep end like right away. And then I'll kind of say things, but then, like, once those things have been said and I actually sat and thought about it, it's kind of too late to take those things back when I realize, like, maybe it wasn't that big of a deal. Um, I have a really hard time um, regulating my emotions in that sense, and that's been an issue in a lot of my relationships, especially especially the last couple guys that I was seeing, like, after my, uh, the three-year ex and then the guy I was seeing for a year. While I can justify the reasons i got iffy in this last relationship or like upset like like i know i had a reason to be just the way i went about it and the way that Mm. i handled it was maybe just a little bit much i'm just a very intense person and it tends to freak people out
0: well i mean that's part of our adhd right i mean the when you were saying that you were out of there in two to three days Uh, once you decided that you were going to leave, that's very much our ADHD brain being like, okay, it needs to be like over now so that I can do something else. Start to move on. Yeah. Yeah. That's either hopefully better or so I can sit and just soak up this depression and listen to some ACDC. I don't
2: know. Yeah. (laughs) A little bit of (laughs) ACDC.
0: But no, I, I, I relate to that in the sense that like, When when things go sour so often, eventually you rather than like getting to the point of tears about something, it's more frustrating because you're like, well,
2: I do get very, very, very frustrated. Right. And I cry when I'm frustrated. So like when I cry, it's not (laughs) um, a lot of times not because I'm sad. It's because I'm just getting overwhelmed. And then it's mostly because they don't understand why I am being the way that I am being about a certain situation or a certain thing that they're doing. I get frustrated because they think it's because of something else.
0: Yeah. I, I more and meant I like, like, the, 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 like the go into your room and cry into your pillow type of like mm-hmm. crying versus the now it's like, I, I get what you mean though. Yeah. You just have a, a slightly more intense reaction that like. It is frustrating, too, when people assume shit about you and it's like maddening to be like, I need you to just listen to what I'm trying to say because it's as simple as this thing. Mm -hmm. Stop interrupting and trying to say that it's something else because I'm telling you right now, even if tomorrow we find out that it is something else right now, it's this. And if you keep saying that it's something else my medulla oblongata as they say in the uh medical world is just going to keep flaring the fuck up.
2: Yeah, you just kind of get pissed at that point.
0: <laughs> so I mean, what how you been feeling though? Not great. Yeah, what's been going on?
2: Um well, I was seeing the person that I brought here with me the last time. And then that ended up not working out. He basically by the end, he was saying that I wasn't the person that I was when we had first started talking and like hanging out and stuff. Mm-hmm. But that's because my mental health started to come out. And I was going to say, I don't yeah. show that really. Um, <laughs> I mean, like my friends, they don't really see that stuff very often. But, you know, when you're getting on a certain level with somebody, that stuff will tend to come out a little bit more.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's like introducing themselves with like, hi, I have major depressive disorder and ge- generalized anxiety. How are you? I can be
2: a little crazy sometimes. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> um. Yeah. So that basically, I require not a lot of attention, but I just like a little bit of attention or like a little bit more communication. Mm-hmm. And some people just can't manage that I don't know I don't really understand that because I in my mind I think that stuff is so easy but that's just the way I've been my whole life I've always been extremely I don't know just like my communication skills like I will always tell somebody like how I'm feeling Mm -hmm. or at least I'll try to they don't always understand why or like what it is I'm talking about but I'll try to tell them but then when I'm like with somebody I feel like sometimes it's just completely different and when I would express that, like the first couple times, he understood, but then eventually I would, if the same thing would happen, I would just get more frustrated than the last time, and then I would start to go off the deep end, kind of. Mm. And eventually, he just felt like he was walking on it on eggshells, like because you know he thought if he was out with people that he was doing a lot of worrying about how I was feeling when he was out, oh, trying to spend time with other people, but. I never meant for him to feel that way. You know, I was more like, I'm kind of like, I don't care what you do. Like if we have that trust, like, great. I don't care what you're doing. I don't care if you want to hang out with people. As long as like you tell me you're safe, like check in with me when you have a second, you know, Mm -hmm. you don't need to text me every second of the day. But um, eventually he just said that I was a little bit too much. Um, I should stay single, figure out my stuff. Basically saying like you need help, you can't be with somebody right now, mm-hmm. and he dipped out. And then I try to like be on my own for a couple days, you know, think about things, self reflect. But then, you know, doing that for me is really hard. Like I have a hard time being alone because then I just think, and then when I think, it just comes in, and then I get sad, and then I get so bored. Um, and I wasn't looking, but. Eventually I did meet somebody else, my, you know, previous, um, we actually were dating, we were together. Um, that, that wasn't something I was looking for. That wasn't something I was like planning on happening. It just kind of did, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so I met him and then that was great. Like, that was like a, a plus in my life. And then it's funny cause, um, I went to his work. He lived an hour and a half from me. Oh, wow. And he worked at a bar. So I went to his work to meet him when he was, you know, bartending. And that went really well. And then I get home. And like before I left, my roommate said that he wanted to talk to me about something, but then he was going to wait. Mm. So I was like, hmm, I wonder what that could be about. So then I get home. Um, I find out that he wants me to be out by June. And then I go to leave to work. My car won't start. And so, you know, I find out I gotta move out. Uh, my car broke down, and ended up being something with the fuel pump. So after everything was said and done with my car, that was like three fifty, mm-hmm. and like I'm already behind rent as it is. So I'm like, whoop, that that kind of fucking sucks. But all right, um, but at least things were okay with this guy because he was um, very understanding about things that upset me, like the communication thing. Mm. Um. And he was very patient with me, very sweet. You could tell, like, he wasn't the most experienced in relationships. Like, he hasn't really had to do that communication thing. So, I basically, you know, had to tell him, like, when you're with somebody, this is the way it's, you know, most healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, But then it just ended up being a little bit much for me because of his, the way he spends his time. He doesn't really have a whole lot of hobbies um he doesn't really sit at home much like he'll work and then when he's not at work um like he will go to the bar after he's done working across the street oh and be there till bar closes. go home pass out and then wake up and on his days off you would sometimes go out and drink and it got to the point where i'm like i trust you i don't think you're out there cheating on me but like if you're gonna be we're still building something together i'm still trying to you know, build some trust and I'm still getting to know you. And I don't care if you go out and then like you forget to text me back every once in a while, but the fact that you go out every single night and you're ignoring me every single night, how am I supposed to do? Like, how am I supposed to build anything with you? Yeah. And eventually he was basically just saying that he was doubting, he was doubting I would ever get used to his lifestyle or ever be okay with it. I'm mm. like, that's not really it. I'm, I'm a, what you want to do. That's fine. Well, you know,
0: even if it was it, though, he's misunderstanding like you're not being annoyed. That's a concern. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and people who use a lot, we find different ways of defining like how you feel to make ourselves feel better. And it's like, oh, you just don't understand. Like, you need to just be cool with it, basically yeah um but yeah that's a tough thing to to learn on everybody's part i guess
2: yeah and like say he wasn't answering me and like i knew he was out doing this or that um me being who i am i just i handle it a little bit differently like i get a little bit more anxious and then when my anxiety starts that's when i my thoughts start turning negative. Like, why is he not answering me sort of thing? And then that's the there kid- was a couple of times that he either wouldn't answer me until after he had already gotten home and been home and passed out and woke back up or he wouldn't answer me until the morning. Mm. And eventually he got good about at least saying, Hey, I'm home and I'm safe, but that's still hours of him being out and not talking to me. I'm like, eventually it got a little bit much. And then, You know, the way I handle things and react to things like calling him over and over again. But, of course, he's a heavy sleeper, so he won't wake up if I call him. Right. Or, like, if he's out, he won't answer his phone sort of thing. And then me kind of blowing up his phone, he'd get home and be like, oh, like, I know I messed up, but holy shit. And then, like, when we were talking about, you know, breaking up, he basically said that, once again, he thinks I'm not okay with what he's doing. And then also he's concerned that I'm all the way up here while he's down here Mm
0: -hmm. feeling
2: wise. But I try to tell him that it seems like my feelings are more than they are because that's just the way that I express my feelings. I'm just a very intense person. And a lot of people take that as like, oh, I'm like madly in love with you. I'm so obsessed with you. But that's just the way I show my feelings, I guess, or I have a hard time.
0: Yeah, what do they say the love I have a hard
2: time putting my feelings into words sure. or oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know exactly how to explain it, but I seem a lot more intense than maybe I might actually
0: be. You uh emote more than you commit to. Yeah. Like being super psyched. I mean, it's like when when you meet somebody's friends and you're having a good night, like let's say you you're uh, you know, at a bar and your friend is like, Hey, these are my coworkers. This is Dan. He's awesome. And since you're having a great night, you're like, Oh, Dan, what the fuck is up? And give him a big hug. It's like, doesn't mean we're best friends now. I mm-hmm. mean it's just I'm having a good time right now and this matches with what I'm about to do. Doesn't mm-hmm. mean I'm gonna bend you over and fuck you, but
2: Right. <laughs> I mean maybe.
0: It could be. <laughs> but you know, I, I I think I know what you mean. Yeah. Um but it's, it's tough. And I mean, the catastrophizing that you tend to do, like, I forget where are you in therapy right now?
2: No, I really have to start though. Um, I just promised my mom actually on the way here that I would call and try to make an appointment tomorrow. But with everything going on, the fact that I have to start moving out and stuff, that might be a little bit tricky to find time. But yeah. I guess that would be a really good time to be in therapy with everything I have going on.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's fucking <laughs> cause you're what? 22, 26, 26. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, I don't look 26. <laughs> um, all, so all of the things that you have going on with the, the fun chemical imbalances that, uh, I mean, our shit's pretty similar, but the, cause are you on medication right now? Yeah. For all of the things?
2: Um, Adderall for my ADHD and then um, Lexapro for my depression and uh, Boost Bar for my um,
0: anxiety. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, but are are you still experiencing like panic attacks or anxiety attacks? Yeah.
2: Um, It'll be kind of to the point where uh, I guess like when I get like that, I just kind of lay there. Mm. And I'm not sure like how... To handle it like I've reached out to people and asked like what they do and they some people have given me pointers about like what to do when you're kind of in a in like an anxious spot that you don't know how to get out of yeah usually I'll just try my best to sleep I'll just try to go to to go to bed but you know the last couple of days it's actually why I haven't really been sleeping much is I'll be laying there trying to sleep and I'll start thinking and then I'll kind of get the anxious where you're kind of like shivering But like not constantly, it's just like a kind of quiver.
0: I know exactly what you're talking about.
2: Or it's kind of like it's almost like the same as like when you're excited about something.
0: Well, it's like when you remember something embarrassing and you're you're like,
2: oof. Yeah. So I kind of lay there like that, and then, then I start to get upset or like frustrated because I don't know how to make it go away. Um, because the things I'm anxious about, like I just want to deal with it right now. Like right now, I want to, you know, if I'm anxious about somebody or like a situation like with my partner or whatever else like I need to talk to him right now and resolve this right now and then if I can't then I literally just lay there I can't focus on anything else and it's I just kind of get stuck there um I want to say I have those episodes less frequently now that I've been on meds but when I do have them they're a little bit worse than they were before Mm -hmm. at least the last month but that's because I've had so much going on at once like i told you about my car problems i was actually on the way to my most recent boyfriend's house and one of my tires blew oh so that happened i didn't have money for it so i'm i actually had a couple really nice friends they paid for roadside assistance to come help um put my spare on and uh and then like the guy i was dating he used his credit card to pay for a new tire for me so I actually owe him money right now, and I know he's not concerned about it, but me being who I am, I'm just like, I need to pay that back, like so that happened too on top of you know this most recent breakup last week. Yeah. Woof. <laughs> and I'm still behind on rent.
0: Yeah, I mean, that is a lot of anxiety inducing uh shit that's going on.
2: yeah, kind of just piling up
0: i mean it's it's good to like who are your who are the most reliable people in your life currently?
2: My parents um and a couple of my friends like from um work um they were my friends before but like they're also my coworkers now. So yeah, a couple of my closer friends and then my parents. My roommate too, but I don't really see him as much cuz our schedules are different.
0: Mm. Um I forget where your dad is at.
2: My dad's in um Badness Heights. Oh, okay, yeah. So he's only I don't even know how far that is from my house. Maybe like an hour hour ten, I guess. Not to, it's not too far.
0: Okay. I mean we I, th- I think we talked about this before, but like how important it is to have a solid support system. Mm-hmm. And then to get in the, the mode of like interacting with them and not feeling like you're like your taking time away from them. You know what I mean? Like being a burden. That's
2: funny because I actually, today um, I have, this is actually one of the people I was seeing after the year off and on thing. Mm. It was the first guy I was, it started out as something, like you said, like a building, like potential thing. Mm -hmm. And um, we were actually like, we would always say, I am very much looking forward to seeing where this goes. Like, we were really optimistic because, like, the first time we hung out, I wasn't expecting. I was just, like, really, it was, like, Halloween, I think. And I was really bored and I didn't want to spend Halloween alone. He's like, well, I have a friend over. We're playing, like, Mario Party if you want to come over and meet me. And I was like, whatever, I don't have anything else going on. And, like, at that point, I wasn't, like, extremely interested in him. Like, I would talk to him. I wouldn't answer him right away. But then, like, when we hung out, I was like, we were almost, like, the exact same person. Like, we had the same mannerisms. We would make the same noises, say the same things. And I'm like, that's kind of weird. And, like, we're both big nerds. <laughs> um, But then eventually, like, the whole communication thing came about. And he had said, like, that that's basically, like, that's not going to work for him. And the way that I left things weren't good. But then I realized the way I left things were probably not very fair on his part so i apologized and mm. i expressed to him that i still wanted to be friends and we were able to go back to that every once in a while he would check in on me and see if things were okay and um like he would always say like if you if you want to come over like if you're having a bad day and you want to get your mind off things and like you're welcome here basically anytime because he he works from home and it's like kind of a friendship where it's like i've never Really had like the starting with the relationship stuff, and then having to emotionally detach that from other mm. things. So like we're very casual. Like we'll we we can like snuggle still and stuff like that. Sure. And he's like very supportive. And today, um, he finally looked at like my snaps, and he said he saw that I was having a bad day. He's like, "Why didn't you just call me? Like, why didn't you text me? And like you could we could have come over last night if you're feeling like that." And I basically said I didn't want to bother you. Yeah. And then he. Like, you're not ever bothering me. Like, if you need somebody, don't hesitate to call me. And then I was like, all right. He's like, I'm sorry if that came out harsh. I didn't mean to, like, yell at you. Like, hey, let's freaking call <laughs> it, me if it's you're like, sad.
0: that I'm mad because I care.
2: Yeah. Um. Yeah, so that's basically one of those, like, you're never a burden. If you are feeling sad or if you need somebody to talk to or, like, even just if you want to come over and, you know, watch some. Netflix or whatever, just to keep your mind busy, like don't hesitate to let me know it's just never it's never a bother, And I have a couple of friends that are like that, and then a couple of friends that also go through the same things and have the same mindset as me, so they're like, if you ever want to talk about this, like you know for a fact that I will know exactly what you are saying, and I understand exactly where you are coming from because I do the same thing
0: It's tricky with with that because sometimes you get trapped in this like rubber band of just bouncing bad shit off of each other Yeah, and and then it can fuck up your mind state when you leave. And you're like, God, I am horribly depressed.
2: Yeah. I was talking to (laughs) one of my coworker friends who has the same kind of mindset I do the other day about um, this guy I was most recently seeing. Um, I was kind of telling her about how, when I had left, I told him, like, I know things might not work like this, but I still want you to be a part of my life because you're still a really nice person. Obviously, we still care for each other. And I'd asked him if he wanted that, too. And he basically said, I don't know. Like, he's been really deep in thought the last couple of days before that, like not eating, mm. trying to decide what he wanted to do. And basically, when I left, he had expressed that like, he's not sure, but he was about to go on vacation. He's on vacation right now. So I figured, you no, know, give him time to think. And then when he comes back, we could figure it out. But then, like, he changed his um, stuff on Facebook so we're still friends, but I'm restricted so I can only see things that he posts publicly, which isn't much. Most of his stuff is private. So even things that he had posted about me in our relationship, I can't even see those anymore. And, oh. like, eventually he restricted his Instagram so I can't see, like, when he's online. Um, and then he had even deleted, like, one of my comments that I recently made on one of his Instagram posts, like, a couple of days ago. And then he still has me on Snap. He looks at my stories, but he doesn't read or look at any of my snaps that I personally send him. And then, like when I had texted him saying like I hope you're having fun on vacation and stuff like that, he never texted me back. So it's like confusing. Like it seems like he's keeping me like just out of arm's reach. Mm-hmm. And I had even texted him saying like If you don't want me to be a part of your life, you don't need to do this because you feel bad for me. Don't do this for me. Like I would rather have had him block me on everything at this point <laughs> yeah. than do what he's doing right now. But he didn't even answer that. And then it's been a couple of days and he still has he hasn't changed any of his stuff. So I was telling my friend about this. Well, first, I was telling somebody else with like a more healthy mindset about that. And she basically said, so, like, so give wait. him space. Which
0: which person was this? This was the most recent. The Most guy. recent one. OK. okay yeah. You. That's,
2: that's currently where I'm at with him right now. It's okay. like I can't. He doesn't talk to me.
0: This was the bar- bartender around, guy? The bartender guy, okay, yeah. Okay, okay.
2: Gotcha. Um. So I was telling another coworker, and she basically said, like, yeah, Kayla, like, don't feed into it. Like, don't give him the satisfaction. Just leave him alone. Like, don't text him. Don't message him. Don't bother him. Like, just let it be. And then when he's ready to come around and tell you what he wants, he will. And then I was telling the other coworker that has the same kind of mindset I do. And then she was basically like, no, if I were you, like, I would call his ass. Like, I would just call him. (laughs) And I'm like, no, like, I knew part of me, like, wanted to do something like that. But I was like, no, that's not something that I should do. That just kind of goes back to the things that were an issue in the first place. So, yeah, like you saying, like, we're bouncing bad ideas off each other. That's exactly (laughs) what that is. Because I'm like, that's the not as healthy thing to do. And I can't do that. So I thought that was like, when you just said that, I was like, that's funny. Because that's literally what just happened between me and this specific friend?
0: I, I'm i lucky that I'm in a good place now, like for the first time in a while. <laughs> I, w- I would say like the last eight months or so, like I've been lucky enough to be like in a fairly level place because I've had friends come into the shop who were I not like in a good place mentally, I would just do that shit. I would just be, rubber band and or I, because I have codependency issues, I would be like, OK, well, you just come to me. You just, you know, whenever you're having a thing, even though I don't know these people super well, because I do like form friendships really quickly, because I don't really give a shit. Being somebody's friend isn't that big of a deal.
2: I'm the same way. Yeah.
0: Um, but I'm also very quick to be like, let me help you solve all of your problems, which is not a healthy thing to do yeah um and but so i've had people recently come in and like start to throw things out there knowing that we have similar conditions
2: sorry i'm i'm packing my whole bag Um, i was gonna say what the fuck's going on over there where's the chapstick (laughs) (laughs) sorry proceed
0: (laughs) but um but yeah so knowing that we have similar conditions them throwing out these things that they want to do because they recognize that they're they're manic and a lot of people who know that they have mania but for some reason don't do anything on like a professional level or even on like a personal level to try and fix that they just acknowledge that I have this issue I know that I'm about to do a bunch of impulsive stuff because I'm manic.
2: I'm about to fuck shit up. Yeah.
0: But hey, I need you to co-sign on this and tell me that, like, of course this is what we're going to do. And I have to be like, you got to remember, this is what fucking happens to us. Mm -hmm. We want to spend money. We want to do impulsive shit. Like, you got to try to level out. Like, if you think that you're going to, you know, I don't know, drive 500 miles or some shit, like, Go check in with a family member. Go do something else because nine times out of ten, whatever we're trying to do in a manic episode is the wrong thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Like if you, <laughs> if your friend jumped off a bridge, would you like oh, should I be jumping first and he'd be coming and he'd be coming in after me? Well, or like those friends that are like, oh, like I want to die right now, or. And then you're like, yeah, me too. Like, Take me with you.
0: <laughs> well, the other weird thing is like, because we've been in such dark places before, when we hear somebody else talking about that, it's really easy to disconnect from our problems. And it's, it's like this weird, I don't know, like kind of clarity to be able to give somebody else advice that we need but don't adhere to, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like back in the day, like my, before I knew that I had all the shit that I had, like I would really lean on that. Like somebody was depressed posts like a depressive thing. I would message them unload the things like, Hey, I've been on an adult mental health unit twice. Like I've done this and this and this, like if you want to know some shit, hit me up and then they would hit me up and like, it would be, easier to deal with somebody else's problem that's just as severe as mine rather than deal with my own. Mm-hmm. Does that like, make sense?
1: Yeah,
2: like we know like when I'm going off the deep end, a lot of the time I know I'm going off the deep end or at least like shortly after I'll know, but then it's hard to like get it to stop. Yeah. So like we know that we have to do these things or like like I know I need to go to therapy sort of thing, but I'm just not getting around to it.
0: Well, it feels so fucking heavy. Like, I don't know how else to describe it other than like, almost like wa- walking through water. Like, it's just, ugh. I wish I could just be there. Like, open up a door and then I'm just there and then, then it's fine. But the car ride over, what the fuck am I going to say to this person? How are they going to analyze me? How Like, all of that catastrophizing, people don't get how heavy that shit feels and how difficult it makes it to go and do shit.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Like it's not us like procrastinating, like something genuinely happens on a psychological level that then affects us physically. Like when you were saying you just lay down, Mm -hmm. dude, all the time. (laughs)
2: Like I know in my mind when I'm laying there, I know this thing will probably make me feel better or If I do this thing, like maybe my anxiety will kind of go down a little bit. Like in my mind, I know the things that will help me, but I can't, like I literally physically cannot get myself to do them. And like it's the same thing when people are kind of going through the same thing and I'm giving them advice. This advice is a lot of the advice that other people give me that I'm not following, but it's just because like I literally just cannot get myself to stop doing this certain thing or to stop thinking this way even when I know the way I'm thinking is not beneficial to like myself and my mental health or like the thing that I'm saying to this person is not going to help our relationship, even though like a part of me thinks like, Oh, this is going to make everything get better. And I know like, this is actually probably going to make things worse, but then I'll still do it. Like, like the self-sabotage thing. Like most of the time, if I am self-sabotaging, I know I'm doing it. A little part of me thinks it's going to be different and I just do it anyway. Like, it's hard for me to stop doing stuff like that yeah. or like having that mindset.
0: Yeah. Well, that's perfect. Like example of we, we fuck up so much that really the advice comes from this lived experience. But, like,
2: oh, I wish I would have done this in this situation <laughs> instead. Like I'm telling yeah. you to do right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like. I mean most most of the time yeah the advice that I would give people was like I wish I knew this or I wish I knew I had done this other thing which I can tell you're going to fucking do if we just we just put I say we put ourselves through this shit but I also know that it's not necessarily totally in our hands the the way that like your serotonin like uh, or serotonin or dopamine works is like something's got to fucking happen. Otherwise we end up in that, that, uh, that sinking place, right? Where it's like, you can't move, but you feel like you should be doing a million things right now. So when we're in a moment where like we could either do something, it's it, like I was saying, like with having the, uh, the therapist door right there versus having to drive 20 minutes to go see him. Like, If it was right there, no problem. Walk right in. Um, But because these things feel like 20 minutes is nothing, but it feels so far away. So our brain goes, ah, is it really going to be worth it? Are we really going to get the serotonin thing? No? Well, let's start going into shutdown mode. So with this other shit, your brain is like, okay, I could either make out with that dude, grab the bartender's boob. And then run off with the mechanical bowl. Or I could schedule an appointment with my therapist. You're going to make out with the juke, grab the boob, and then steal the mechanical bowl.
2: Well, I mean, to be fair, that's a lot more fun. <laughs> Not saying I've ever done anything like that.
0: <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, it, it's the, it fucking sucks that most of the time when somebody has a ah, diagnosis, they have another one. Very rarely do I meet somebody who's like, I just have depression or I just have ADHD. Yeah,
2: it's always some sort of combination. I've noticed that too. Yeah. And a lot of those things, like you said, the symptoms are so intertwined Mm -hmm. that it could be something else, but they just diagnose it with, you know, whatever else because it's so close.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, and that's like the shit thing is like if if you're somebody with ADHD and you have you exhibit these other things of, so like ADHD and bipolar for instance they're, they're so similar that if you do genuinely have both the manic stuff and the impulsive stuff is so much fucking worse and like it's so scary to be like I've, I've put myself in so many situations where I'm like that fight or flight response is so fucking intense like you feel like you're gonna get caught doing something but it might only be bad to you I'm I'm trying to get used to this. When you were listing off, you knew that he had restricted and done all of this shit on social media. How do you know that?
2: Well, going to his profile, like after the fact, first off, I saw right away that before it said in relationship with me. Now it's it's that single. I'm like, wow, that was fast. I literally just left half an hour ago. And you swipe down and then suddenly the posts that were there before aren't there anymore.
3: Mm. Okay.
2: So the posts that were there that I was like, did he really just go and delete all these things? But no, that's when I realized that all the things that I was seeing were things that were public. Mm. And I didn't know it was a thing because I was like, well, we're not friends anymore, but it says that we're friends still. So I looked it up and I found out I didn't know the restricting (laughs) thing was a thing that you could still remain friends with somebody on Facebook, but make it so they can only see the things that you want, like literally everybody else to see. So that's how I found that out. That was like literally right after
0: I left his place. And then the other social media stuff. Um, Like, did that prompt you to go and see if he was doing the same shit on the other platforms?
2: Well, the other social media stuff, like the Snapchat's easy because you can see when somebody opens your stuff um, or if it's still like just delivered, not read. Mm. And then you can also see who looks at your story. So like me seeing that he has read or looked at my story but not opened anything or like on instagram when i had commented on one of his posts on vacation and then i'd seen the same post going down later and suddenly my my comments gone Mm. and then like when you go into messages on instagram um most of the time you'll be able to see that so-and-so was active earlier today or yesterday and then suddenly i can't see that stuff and so i did the same thing and i looked it up and you could restrict people on instagram too So I found out how. In case in the future I need to respect anybody (laughs) on anything, I know that's a thing now. Don't need to block anybody anymore.
0: Well, it's interesting. Like,
2: I do fall into deep holes like that. Though
0: I was gonna say, like,
2: I look for things to be upset about.
0: Not, not just that, but like, I've. It's not the first time that I've heard somebody. I've never heard somebody just list off one social media thing. Like, it, it tends to pull people to go, well, what the fuck else are they hiding now? Or not, not necessarily in that sense, but like what are they restricting now mm-hmm. the, I, I hear not to like um stereotype girls but a lot of times i hear girls list off all of the social media platforms that shit like that happens on
2: we're detectives
0: <laughs> kim is 100% a detective
2: i definitely have done some detective/creep work <laughs> and i did i actually did that on my the this most previous relationship when things were already going iffy I didn't mean to find the original thing, but after I found this original thing, that's when I went into a deep hole and I ended up having doubts about a specific thing. Like I saw his comment on this. So this person came up on my suggestions. Mm. and I'm like, I don't know this person, but they said that, you know, this guy was following her. So I was like, all right, I'll see who she is. Like, why is she suggested to me? And that's when I seen a comment on one of her pictures, which is a very provocative picture. And like this comment was basically hinting toward them having a thing. Mm. And then when I looked at the date, like when it was posted by him, I realized how close it was to when we first started talking. Mm. So that made me think, was he literally just seeing this person right before we met? He never even told me about this. And so, you know, going on Facebook, seeing what he was posting around that specific time. And I found out that he was seeing this person. Um, But, it was, like, a couple months before that that he had posted on Facebook. So, that's when I started doubting, like, when were you actually seeing this person? And, like, why didn't you tell me about it sort of thing? Like, was I a rebound? Mm.
0: So, like, just going
2: into a deep, deep hole. But then I found out that he was only just seeing this person, like, through, like, say, December or whatever. And that that comment was a joke and he wasn't actually seeing her, like, right before. And, that mm. like, he did tell me about her. But... I, you know, after seeing that comment, I thought maybe he, like, changed the time frame or something like that, but it ended up not being the case. But then he ended up being, like, accusing me of accusing him of <laughs> seeing her still when we first of seeing each other, which wasn't the case at all. I was just, like, worried that it was, like, so soon before me and, like, wondering why wouldn't he tell me. Like, why would he hide that from me sort of thing? Yeah. So I do stuff like that all the time where I'll find something on one social media and then I'll do my detective work and I end up just finding things that make me upset when they...
0: I was just going to say, how, how does that shit make you feel? Like, what do you mean? Like, when you start to have a suspicion in your head... And Anxious. You, right? You do that detective work and then you see the, cl- the final clue that you were looking for or something that adds to your case. Um, like. Even though you're, it's reaffirming the shit that you had thought, does it make you feel like better, closure, in that shit? Usually
2: worse. Usually worse. Sometimes it would make me feel better. Like if I was expecting something that was maybe not very good in a relationship. And then I did my detective work and I found out that it wasn't that case and that it would make me feel better. But most of the time... When I do that detective work, I end up finding something that just makes me feel more anxious, or ha- make me not trust this person as much. Mm. Like, mm. <laughs> I'm trying to think of an example. I know there's a lot, but
0: well, if you recognize that that it's happened on multiple occasions, it's it's the same as like scrolling through TikTok. Like, your brain just gets used to like. If I scroll one more time, I'm going to see something that'll make me laugh or that'll be like, oh, that's interesting. When we start, like, there's something about doing this thing through a screen that makes it, because it's so accessible, it's like, it goes back to that whole therapist in the door thing. Like, the fact that it's right there and you don't have to go anywhere, I can just start doing this shit. And be like Charlie on Always Sunny in Philadelphia with the fucking pins. Oh, the-
2: yeah. <laughs> if this happened at this time. And he said this at this time. Then <laughs> something's not adding up here. So yeah. I'm a little sketchy. <laughs> yeah.
0: And surprisingly, it's weird, too, that like your brain does catalog that shit. Like as you're doing it, it's like put a pin in that. But if somebody tells me their name and I don't talk to them for an hour totally forget their fucking name mm-hmm. but if i'm investigating some shit on social media it's like Ah-ha! the tattoo <laughs> you just Know
2: exactly what day that was and exactly what time
0: <laughs> yeah it's wild but i don't want to say that you kind of have an air of abandonment issues but like you were depended on for a while but when you needed to depend on people, it didn't seem like you had a whole lot, like you had acquaintances or like neighbors and shit, but for the stuff that you're going through right now, I mean, you, you've listed like what, like three or four people. Yeah. That's not a a wide, super wide net. And so like if, and I, I mean, do those people hang out?
2: Um, yeah. I mean, a couple of friends from work. Yeah. Um, they're mostly like mutual friends. Yeah. Yeah. Well, obviously my parents don't hang out. Really well. <laughs> they're, they're on good terms now at
0: least. So that's good. But if they're, if all three of them are at a concert and you're at home, like I, I would see that, or I should say that shit would happen to me actually. Where like all of my like people that I relied on, if they went to a, a skating event or a concert or some shit, in Wisconsin and I'm at home and my girlfriend said that there was something in my teeth. And now that I'm afraid that all of my teeth look like shit and I just need somebody to help me stop spiraling, then I'd be fucked. And I would just sink and sink and sink. So if you don't have like the widest of net, then that's when the coping stuff needs to come in. Right. Mm -hmm.
2: That's the not having somebody to talk to to keep you busy sort of thing. And that's usually what happens to me like after work, like before bed, mm. when everybody else is asleep. That's usually when this that shit hits me like the most or like that's when things are the worst as well. Oh,
0: yeah. Your work schedule is kind of worse. It's
2: changing now, though. Okay. Thank fucking God. Um, I'm now going to be working noon to eight and four to midnight. So not only will I actually have time to do things after work now with my friends that have like normal work schedules, but... Um, hopefully i'll be able to have a more normal sleep schedule i was gonna say sleep is huge um i'll be able to take my meds at like more decent times too and not take my adderall super late and end up staying up all night and then that's when the thinking gets yucky
0: yeah yeah
2: and then you did say something about like abandonment issues and i definitely have those and then i realized that and some of my like needs and some relationships do stem off of those abandonment like just needing the constant communication thing not too long ago i realized that was definitely a thing
0: again like when when we have the one thing and then start finding out that we have other conditions it's like they play into each other so like it's funny like they play well together which is horrible for us Mm -hmm. but um I mean, finding like when, when we start to learn that shit, I I feel like there's such a narrow space to like recognize and to then have a plan about it or we recognize and then go, well, of course, just add that to the list of things. And when this happens, this is what I'm going to do. And there's a lot of room for like self-loathing or self-shame when that shit starts to happen too like do you get down on yourself or do you find that you're more looking at outward sources and saying i wouldn't feel this way if this wasn't happening it's
2: very back and forth okay uh one second i'll be like oh i have every right to be upset about this certain thing or i have every right to be anxious And then, like, the next second I'll be like, oh, I'm just a dumb piece of shit. I always mess up everything. And then it's very back and forth. Yeah. Like, I can never just stay on, like, one, I don't know, reason as to why this certain thing happened. I don't know. It's frustrating. Yeah. Because sometimes I don't know. I don't actually know if the reason something went wrong was because of something I didn't said or the way I handled it or if the thing that they were doing really was wrong and I was on the right for being upset. And it just wasn't meant to be sort of thing. It's always very back and forth. Yeah.
0: Well, and that's a lot of like, at least that's what I find is like when we start talking to other people and like immediately jump into like, I'm not a bad person for doing this. Right. You know, like talking to a friend and being like, wouldn't you do this? Like we're throwing it out there as to like, this makes sense. Right. But really, like, in the back of your head, it's like, I need somebody to let me know that I'm not, that I wasn't being an asshole that in this situation. Justified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: and a good chunk of the time, I do get justified. Like, my friends say, like, yeah, that doesn't, like, why you're not asking for much or something like that. But then they're also not there or they don't see exactly how I react to whatever happened. Like, they don't see me going off a deep end. Mm-hmm. They just know that I'm upset because this happened. Yeah. So like my friends are pretty quick to justify me being upset and saying like, you deserve better than that. You know, you're not, you were never asking for much. Like, yeah, I wouldn't deal with that either. I, I'd be upset too sort of thing, but then they don't know how I handle these things Yeah, most of the time. I mean, they, like I've said before in the last podcast, they, they rarely see me in that sort of mindset.
0: Oh, that's what I was gonna say like they they look at it from the scope of like how they would handle it or like what they would do in that situation, how they would feel. It's different from how <laughs> we feel in those situations like they don't see the i mean not everybody is super familiar with catastrophizing, but like when somebody says that they had like a hundred thoughts in two seconds like that that's like how quickly something can go from like a normal situation to this person fucked everybody in Hibbing and got all of the STDs. And now I have all the STDs and now I'm going to die of like, it sounds ridiculous, but like that shit can happen so fucking fast for us. It's, it sucks. And then trying to shake yourself off, like why did my brain even fucking do that? Like, why 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 do i why is it so easy to see the bad shit so fucking quickly but it feels like a struggle to latch onto like the really happy good shit
1: mhm
2: yeah i do tend to remember or recognize negative things then like if something cool is happening like i recognize it in the moment but then i won't really give it much thought like after yeah almost like i expect these good things to happen but not so much these bad things. I don't know if that makes sense or that like, these good things are supposed to be happening. So why should I be so,
0: oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Why should I be so like, Oh, I'm so glad this good thing happened. And then these bad things happen. And then you're like, why are all these bad things happening to me all the time?
0: So, I mean, as far as have you, have you like researched coping mechanisms or like symptoms of our diagnoses and, and, things like that.
2: Um, yeah, I've looked up like the symptoms and um it would make sense if I did have like borderline personality cuz a lot of the things I do and like a lot of my mindsets match up with those. Um, and I haven't really looked up a whole lot of like coping mechanisms, but I've had a lot of people reach out things they do when they're feeling anxious or I don't know. I've gotten a lot of um advice um, I've just not really gotten around to trying to utilize it yet.
0: But sure. The BPD one is a, is a, if you do like coming to the realization that you, you do uh, exhibit a lot of those habits um, or personality traits of somebody with BPD, BPD sucks because the majority of it is behavioral work. Like there's some medications that you can take, but. I would bet that what you're currently on would be a lot of what they would prescribe anyways. So it's like you have to do a lot of legwork to try and get yourself out of those mindsets and it's like a schedule, a regimen, which the fact that your sleep schedule sucks. Yeah. Like,
2: <laughs> but it's hard to do that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, it makes it that much more difficult. But yeah, it's I I have a few friends with BPD that like recognize that they have it. But I know they're not doing any of the legwork for it. And I'm not saying like they're being lazy or anything. It's just, it's it's so, it's just a tough, it's a tough one is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it's
2: like somebody getting themselves to like go to the gym or like actually commit mm -hmm. to like losing weight. It's, it's hard. Like we know we need to do this. Yeah. But the motivation to do it is hard to come by.
0: Yeah. But I mean, if you know things start to continually go south with the way that you're you're feeling, like hopefully you find yourself a little sunshine, maybe a little spider, some Charlotte's web, and she'll be like, Kayla, you got this. Mm-hmm. We can do this. Let me eat this fly real quick, and then we're gonna go to the gym.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yep. When when we talked about you coming on again, what were you hoping to? to address
2: I guess I did like a lot of the mental health stuff touch base more on that
0: I'm, I'm curious because the, the and the reason why I brought up the relationship right away is because around the time that you had brought it up and I'm absolutely stoked that you're that you're here it's like mm-hmm. this is my wheelhouse I love talking about this shit but like there seemed to be like some unresolved things within you mm-hmm. And I hope that these types of conversations help because, and this is great for people who are listening because, like, it's not always like super cut and dry as to how we fix this shit. Mm -hmm. Like, sometimes we need, (laughs) like, almost like, because when we put microphones in front of our face, it's there's like this added pressure to be as honest as you can be or as clear as you can be. But when you're in the shit and you're dealing with it, like, it's, It's not super easy to, um, it's perfect that I would forget the word that I was going to use right then, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, but to convey how this shit actually feels.
2: Yeah, when you have somebody asking you questions, you think a little bit harder about what you're feeling and why you're feeling that way versus like if you're by yourself at home, you don't really put that much thought into it. So I guess like that would be a good reason why I was like, it'd be cool to go on again. Cause when I was on the last time, I did think a little bit deeper about things that I had not really thought about before. Like, you know, when you're in an interview and they ask you these questions and oh, you're like, yeah, are yeah. like, fuck, I don't know. I'm freaking <laughs> out. Like if you're not going to hire me. I don't know how to answer this question.
0: Does any of that shit come to mind that from the, the last time you were on? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. do you actually have five
2: kids? Do I have five
3: kids? Do you have five
2: kids? I don't know. <laughs> I have a lot of kids. I got 12 guinea pigs, so.
0: Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. And three How did, Okay, we do need to talk about that. How did the guinea pig thing happen? Oh, my
2: God. Um, You know, so I live with my roommate. He has cats. And I have my lizards. But I was like, I want, like, my own pet that's, like, an actual, like, I can hold them and snuggle them and pet them. Like, I can't really do that with my geckos. So I, I've i had a guinea pig before, so I was like, I'm just going to go, you know, impulsively get a guinea pig. And so I got potato, but then she ended up getting kind of depressed, you know, because guinea pigs are better, at least in pairs. They're social animals. So I was like, well, now I need another guinea pig. So I went to the pet store and I fell in love with this big, chunky boy. And of <laughs> course, it's a boy. He's not fixed. But I'm like, it's okay. I'll bring him to get fixed. And I didn't. And then potato ended up pregnant. She had triplets. After she had the triplets, I got them sexed and I separated them. I had the two. The broccoli was the dad. Um, and then the boy in the one cage, and then I had potato and the girls in the other cage. And then, um, I was planning on at some point uh, giving away at least two or three of those. Um, and then every once in a while, when I clean their cages, I have a playpen. I just put them all together. Um, but I would watch them um so i was kind of confused at first because i was like there's no way in this short period of time that one two or both of the boys were able to impregnate all three of the girls (laughs) but what happened and i realized this later on what happened was when i was putting them back in their cages i switched two of the triplets i put the girl in with the dad and i put the boy in with the mom and the sister and sometime after that I managed to switch them back without realizing it. I didn't realize it until I got home from work one night, and there were four little babies in the cage with the girls and the real The reason I realized that I switched them back was because you know the the one in the cage with the broccoli, the obvious boy, not big, not chunky, not pregnant, and yeah, so uh the first girl, she had four babies, two of them died. Um, there were there were four of them, so I'm assuming the reason that they died was because they were a little bit smaller. Like the more babies, the uh, they're not pregnant as long if they're more babies. Oh, okay. Um, I believe that's how it goes. So they came out smaller, and then I want to say it was the next week. Like I noticed that the other two were looking pretty <laughs> chunky too. The next week, like. Went to leave for work, and I went to go check on them, and I saw two new little babies. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I was like, that's great. So I went to work, and I got home to check on the babies, and there's three more. Whoa. So two, the other two girls had five babies on the same day. So here's me. I got the two boys in the one cage, and then the three grown girls in the other cage with seven babies.
1: Mm-hmm. so
2: i'm like what the fuck what am i supposed to do with all of these pigs they stink they're expensive i mean they're fucking cute yeah but jesus christ so I, I eventually bought another cage and then i put um so the two boys are still alone in the one cage and then i put one of the moms that i suspected was the first one to have babies and with the two original babies the, mm. the two of the four that survived And then I kept the other two moms in with the other five babies. Um, Cleaning is a pain in the ass. Um, It's like a full garbage bag full of bedding and shit when I clean. Um, Obviously, it gets really spendy. I've just been buying Walmart stuff when originally I would go to a pet store and get like really good expensive quality stuff like bedding and whatever. Yeah. But I've just been getting like cheaper stuff lately just because it's all I can afford. Um, But. Thank the Lord. I just posted that the babies are finally weaned off mom. If somebody can take these fucking pigs, please. (laughs) And I have a lot of people interested. So there's, I'll be very surprised if I can't get rid of, um, I want to keep for sure potato and broccoli, the two originals. I actually have an appointment for broccoli to get his nuts chopped. (laughs) And I also, one of the, uh, babies, one of the first two that were born, um, he looks kind of like Cubone. The Pokemon? Yeah. Um, He's the only pig, because they all have the one tuft of white on the top of their head, except his goes all the way down his nose. Mm. I'm like, I need to keep this pig. <laughs> so I'm going to keep three of them, and um, I for sure have my friend's mom's taking two of them. We don't know which ones yet. We still have to sex them, and it's really hard when they're babies. They're not sexually mature yet, so oh, sure. they look pretty similar. So I have a friend coming over, to hopefully tomorrow, to help me. So we'll have to, like, hold them together. Compare them, and hopefully we can figure out which ones are boys and which ones are girls, because um the only way I'm giving them away is if they're giving if they're in pairs, they have to be the same gender right because I don't want them um interbreeding anymore. That's not good, and I definitely have had a lot of people express interest, so thankful I'm very, very thankful for that. I was very stressed about that for a while. I'm like, what am I supposed to do with all these pigs? Yeah. They're cute. And I love to take them all out and put them in the playpen and sit in there with them. (laughs) Because when they run around me, they do their little squeaks. And sometimes they'll do little bunny hops, like when they're excited or when they're playing. Except for Potato. She was being pretty mean the other day. (laughs) She was, like, coming up to me and, like, biting me (laughs) for no reason. But so I'm going to miss that playing with them. But all the cleaning. Oh, man. All that money for the food, the hay, the bedding. You know, I have to give them like vitamins. You have to get them two toys. Like all of that stuff. It's just way too expensive.
0: Yeah. I, I remember seeing like the initial photos of the of the two. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing Potato and just being like, oh, the best name ever.
2: Potato Lynn.
0: <laughs> but then, yeah, I thought that you had like taken up breeding. I was like, holy no, shit. No,
2: <laughs> did, definitely did not mean. Well, I can't like be surprised about the triplets. You know, I like, potato and broccoli they were. They're going to mate, you know, their guinea pigs are very horny little guys, like especially broccoli. Like I take the boys out and put them in their playpen and all they do is just drag their nuts on the ground and <laughs> chirp at each other. I don't know if it's like competition or what. Uh. Like you guys need to knock it off. You do not need to have any more bitches in your lives. Like that is enough from both of you. Oh, my man. goodness.
0: Um, so, I mean, did dealing with that, like working with, with, with your pigs, um, did that help like pass the time or with your sleep schedule, did it seem like it was taking more out of you?
2: Um, well, I, you have to feed them every day. That's just, I mean, it takes a little bit longer because you have to like fill up their water bottles, give them their hay, give them their food. But that's not an issue. That's not really something I think about, like, consuming my time. You know, that's just something that you have to do when you have pets.
1: Sure.
2: Um, cleaning their cages. I try to do it once a week. Uh, sometimes I get frustrated because I know I have to clean their cage, but I have so much more things to do. But then eventually I'm able to find a time where I'm like, now would be the perfect time to clean their cages. And it ends up being, like, time away from you know, my phone time away from my thoughts for a little while. Oh, okay. So it does help a little bit. Um, and then having them out and running around, like sometimes I'll stop what I'm doing. and I'll look over there and watch them. And then I kind of just laugh at them cause they're funny, but <laughs> so it has helped a little bit.
0: Well, that's good. Cause yeah, I mean, especially like during, like through the pandemic, like it threw off, like kind of the way that we can acquire hobbies like, some shit got way more expensive, um, or shit's selling out constantly. We keep having shortages of weird shit. Like, there was a cream cheese shortage recently, which was super weird. But random. Right? So, like, on some random day when you're like, I'm going to make a cheesecake, and you go and you're like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. How can we be out of this thing that's always fucking here? Like, it's kind of thrown a wrench in, into that stuff, but were you like a concert goer, or...
2: I like going to concerts out and I missed them. I've been going to a lot lately, but. Oh yeah? Um, I don't think I really had any hobbies that were like disrupted. That I couldn't like continue. It was more like the mood to do these things just changed. Uh-huh. Like I haven't really been in the game. Like I would, I streamed a couple of times and
3: <gasps>
0: I would
2: like gaming and stuff. Like, I had a Twitch and everything. I still, obviously, I still do. Like, I have all the gaming gear and stuff Did you see
0: that I started streaming? I didn't. Oh, my God. Did you? Yes. Do you see I have Super Auto Pets up right now? I do see that. I'm a total dork.
2: Love that. That's super cute, actually.
0: Dude, then we do. Okay. So you have Discord, I'm assuming? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Then we gotta fucking stream together. There's motivation to get back in the shit.
2: Yeah, just have to find something to play.
0: I'll find you something. Okay. I got Near Automata and Lord of the Fall Lords of the Fallen? Something like that.
1: Hmm. I don't know if I've heard of my, either of those. My
0: friend just sent me this weird ass game <laughs> called Milk Inside of a Bag of Milk Inside of a Bag of Milk and the like the screenshot for it is super fucking weird. It looks like almost like an 80s like techno horror fucking thing oh
2: my gosh
0: and he's like it only takes 20 minutes to beat and i'm like i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing because right. it might be
2: one of those <laughs> games it's like a trap it's like the, yeah. the one game i like actually went through and played like the whole thing on stream was doki doki and that was a trap that everybody gave me
0: what is doki doki
2: um it's like it's one of those sim dating games oh, okay. like the anime like yeah, you're the guy, and you have to impress the girls by knowing their <laughs> likes and giving them gifts or whatever else. Well, I guess it's more of like a dialogue thing. Ah, but it is like a it's like a sim dating game, and it seems super cutesy. But like when you go into it, it even tells you, it gives you a warning, and it's uh, the, the genre is actually it's psychological horror. <laughs> but I wasn't. It, it leads you into being this super cute game. Yeah, but then. <sighs> God, I'm still pissed about this, actually. The dialogue and the cutesiness goes on for so long that I think I streamed that stuff twice. And then the one time I was like, you know what, I'm not going to stream this part. I'm just going to play it, whatever. People are probably getting sick of me (laughs) listening to me read this dialogue. And that's when the first fucked up thing happened and i did not get it on stream i didn't get my my reaction on camera i literally after it happened i had to stop i got up (laughs) i turned on the lights turned my computer off and i went my ass to bed and i laid down with the lights on and watched tv for a while like it's still to this day still fucks me up
0: what okay what happened
2: uh spoiler alert if anybody's watching that has not played this game and wants to play um basically you're this guy um, It's Doki Doki Literature Club. Your okay. neighbor is your best friend from childhood. It's a girl. And she's like, you need some friends. You need to join this club. And she's trying to get me to join this literature club. And there's three other girls in this club. So I got these cute girls in this club with me. And these cute girls all seem to like me. And they're like trying to get me to hang out with them. And then they'll kind of get drama with each other when they notice I'm giving the one more attention. than um, so, there's three girls I'm trying to impress, and then my main childhood friend. And this childhood friend, you could notice, progressively gets a little bit more sad throughout the first couple days worth of the game. Okay. And, like, she finally, like, confesses her love for you, and you could decide whether to say, like, oh, I love you too, or, like, oh, you're you're my, my friend. And then this one day you're in class, and then... um you notice that she's not there and she didn't get up to walk to school with you. Like she usually does. And you're like, Hmm, I wonder if she's okay. And so like you go to go check on her, you knock on the door and you walk in and she's just sitting there. And like, that's when you have the conversation about like her depression and that she's just always sad. And just like, honestly, that conversation you had with her, like if you, it's like a, Like there should be like a trigger warning right before it, because it was really triggering to me. Oh, really? Like it was very upsetting conversation to me. Like I literally cried when I read this conversation because I could relate to her on so many levels. Um, So you get to learn about her depression and then you go back to class or whatever. And then the next day she once again didn't walk to class with you. And then you notice that she's not there. So you go to check on her again. And then it just says like you open the door and it suddenly cut screen. That's her hanging there. And, like, with distorted music and oh, the screens, God. like, flashing, like, and, like, I jumped out of my chair. I'm, like, like literally, I my jaw dropped. I was, like, what the fuck? Like, out loud when I said that. Ugh. And I took off my headset. And after that, like, I stopped playing for a couple <sighs> days. But then that's, like, it actually resets back to the beginning of the game after that happens. And it deletes her, like, it's almost kind of like what is it called when you're watching a movie and then the character kind of looks at you or like makes some sort of reference to you oh
0: uh breaks the fourth wall
2: yeah that's basically what the game starts to do and after it resets and deletes her like she never existed and you still have these three characters in the game but then that's when the weird shit starts to happen (laughs) like distorting music like screen randomly flashing Like, sometimes you go to the classroom and in the background, like, I almost didn't notice it the first couple of times. They have a picture of Sayori, the character that hung herself. They have a picture, a screenshot of her hanging herself. Like, just chilling on the back of the classroom, like, on the wall. Like, it's not scary in the sense of, like, a zombie game or something like that. It's just little things, like, noises, like, just stuff like that. Just, like, little flickers or images. It's very
0: does she come back as a ghost or something like no or are you like losing your mind
2: i honestly don't even know <laughs> like each character has some sort of fucked up thing about them okay like one um when you kind of get her interested in you um i don't even remember exactly what happens but suddenly she goes crazy and then she she starts stabbing herself and then um she's laying there dead in the classroom and that's all that's on the picture like on the screen and you it's like a dialogue click like you click the dialogue okay and you sit there and you click and you click and it's literally just random mumble jumble letters and it's it cycles through three game days with you just watching her corpse slowly (laughs) like like you just watch her rot basically like decompose over three day game days i think it took me like 45 minutes to click through all of it. oh my god yeah it's stuff like that it's very it's a fucked up game i mean it's some of the story like some of the dialogue is really good and that's like an overall really good thought out game like whoever came up with that shit like like i have to give them credit for their <laughs> imagination i really do but it's definitely not uh, a game for the uh easily like triggered or like the leaked. faint
0: of heart yeah
2: definitely not <laughs> but it's and it's also one of those games that are it's a fun one to watch somebody play or stream
0: i was gonna say like it yeah doesn't there's see- a
2: couple jump scares that i got luckily on stream and i actually think i saved a couple of the clips too so i can go back and watch them and i did post a couple like on facebook and i a lot of people thought it was pretty funny especially the ones <laughs> that told me in the first place to play the game they're like yeah i like told you you would love that game Kayla. Oh my god, I still like some of that shit still haunts me. So yeah, other than that, I think I've streamed Oblivion and Skyrim a couple times. And I tried streaming uh, Far Cry 5, but my um I think it was my one of the speeds. I don't really know the internet stuff, but like while on my end it wasn't like lagging. Like if you rewatched oh. it on um on the stream, it would be like lagging the whole time the game itself but like not me yeah so i ended up not streaming that one anymore and then now it's like getting the motivation like even wanting to play any games Like i'm just like not in the mood like i get home from work and i end up just laying down and then like watching netflix Mm -hmm. or like playing on my phone that's literally like all i've been doing when i'm at home if i'm not at work that's all i do like i love to read i have a lot of books i haven't even touched yet but even like finding the motivation to read a book right now is really hard. Like doing anything but just laying there. Because I get so, I don't know, like when I'm, you know, the hyper-focused thing mm-hmm. that comes with ADHD. When I'm starting a relationship with somebody the first few months, I'm very hyper-focused on this person before I know that, before I know that we're together together. And that we know each other and things are in a good place, I'm very hyper focused on them, and it's hard to do anything else or think about anything else. Yeah, but like Quentin, he's the one I was with for three years or whatever. By the end of the relationship, I was at that point.
0: Excuse me, did you just fucking burp? <laughs>
2: yes. Are <laughs> we podcast? It was. It wasn't even a burp. It was <clears throat> like a. It was just like a tiny little air. Line. Whatever. I don't know. Whatever it was.
0: I am never inviting you to hear I oh
2: not I wouldn't either. <laughs>
0: i think just a personal opinion not a professional even though i'm a professional codependent asshole (laughs) (laughs) um but the like trying to somehow put at the forefront of an activity like okay if somebody shows interest in me how do I make sure that the hyper focus, like mixed with the potential of like the abandonment scares, how do I get those things out of the way so that I can just see this for what it is during this time frame? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, And it's super fucking hard. Like, like I said, I didn't, I, I didn't get properly diagnosed with shit until I was 32. Um, and then I didn't find out about the hypomania stuff until I was 30, like, I think like a year later and realizing like, oh, that's why I have all this other shit that like, I, I would say that like, I thought that I had like this supernatural connection to like, I I don't know, like energy or some shit like that some things weren't just coincidence and like this, this happened because I was supposed to be here. And even though I'm an atheist, like I still had this thing in the back of my head. And then when I found out that people, a lot of like clairvoyants or mediums, like people that c- commune with spirits, a lot of them have bipolar disorder um, or this hypomania thing. And as soon as I heard this guy say it, I went, that's why. That's Mm -hmm. why I fucking think these things. And so, like, I'll still catch myself almost being like, dude, pretty sure this means you're connected with the universe. That's why you just rescued that baby squirrel. Mm -hmm. Like, but, like, over time, like, being, I, I recognize so much more now. But it's, like, forcing yourself. Like, it's this daunting task of, like, forcing your brain To stop doing the shit, like, for me, that it was doing for 33 fucking years. And it sucks. But I hope that, like, going forward, like, under, like, diagnoses should just be these things on a shelf. And it's like, I know that I have you. I know that I have you. But as long as I don't fuck with you guys, then... Or, like, snow globes, right? Like, as long as I don't shake shit up, then we should be able to keep shit under control. Like, getting to a point to where you're like, there are these external things, a diagnosis doesn't make you. I'm not, uh, I'm not hypomania. I'm not major depressiveness. I am an elder emo, but. <laughs>
2: like, I'm not a depressed piece of shit.
0: Yeah. Like, the. And I used to say that all the time that would be a way that i would give people advice is like take it from me because i'm a piece of shit Mm -hmm. you don't want to do this thing and it's like that was the total wrong thing to say to people like Mm -hmm. i'm just admitting to like how much i fucking hate myself when really i should just be saying like i've been through some things that sucked doesn't mean i'm a bad person like i just had shit that i didn't understand about myself and so i got i ended up in these situations So, because therapy is tough to get all that shit going. So sometimes we do have to do this shit on our own. Yeah. Or and, just
2: sit and do the self reflecting.
0: Well, not just self reflecting, but like asking, like, instead of that internal dialogue of like, I know that I'm doing this right now because I'm in a manic state or I'm, my, my ADHD is making me want to go spend 500 bucks on some random shit when I know I need to pay rent. Like, like saying it out loud, being like, I can't do this shit because of X, Y, Z. Like I I tell people all the time now, like, dude, I'm fucking hypomanic. So of course I'm going to want to do this shit, but I can't. It doesn't mean that I should be doing this shit. I got to like, it's yeah, this verbalizing and then putting into act, putting something some form of action behind that after you verbalize it to try and, and I I can't say that it's like the right thing for everybody. Like, I don't know if people should be like, I'm schizophrenic. So me and my invisible friend cannot go on this plane ride with you. Like Mm -hmm. not everything should be out there like that, but to some degree being like, "Ah, I just, I'm not, I, I can't mentally deal with whatever the fuck you're wanting me to do right now. Mhm. Does that make sense? Yeah. It does. I actually
2: um I had one of those moments the other night after work um a couple of my coworkers had gotten off um before bar closed and they asked me to come or they told me they were going to go get a drink if I was thirsty. So I was like, "Okay, I'll go get one." And then I had one drink and then one of my one of the coworkers was like, "You should get another one like you know, chug something with me or whatever. And I kind of told him, I was like, no, I can't do that because I'm not in a good headspace. I'm not in a good mindset right now. And it's not a good idea for me to get buzzed right now and then go home because then I'm just going to sit there by myself. And then it's not a good time for me to be buzzed by myself sitting at home.
0: Dude, that's great.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, like even just realizing that then I was like, damn, that's pretty cool to at least know that about myself right now that I can't do this right now because it's not going to be good for me later. Like in the time, sure, it'll be fun. Like when I'm with people, but once I go home, it's just, it's not a good time.
0: Well, you're, you're minimizing that recovery time, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're already going through some shit if you throw that other stuff in the mix. So yeah, the fact that you're self-aware of that, that's fucking huge, dude. Mm -hmm. Keep going with that. That's, that's absolutely great. Cause shit stuff is gonna happen, like, uh, like when I went to, you know, mental health unit rehab and all that shit, that stuff, there was still bills, there was still like having to put gas in my car, like none of that shit stops when mm-hmm. we're going through this stuff. So it's like any little win that we can get is fucking huge, dude. Mm-hmm. So be proud of yourself, okay? Caleb M- Michael Simmers. Your middle name's Michael, right? Yeah. Okay, good.
2: <laughs> Michael. Michael Thompson. Anderson.
0: Simmers. Wow. Yeah. Are you from the South? Yeah. There's a lot of names.
2: Actually, you have four names. <laughs> Do you really? Yeah. My, I have two middle names are hyphenated.
0: Ah. It's Kayla
2: Stacy Jones Summer.
0: Stacy Jones. Actually does. Stacy Joan. Stacy Joan.
2: Stacy Jones would be cool though.
0: Right. If you ever need to, like, go away and, like, have, like, a pseudoname or whatever, mm-hmm. Stacy Jones. Stacy Jones, yeah. <laughs> it, is, it does. It makes you sound like a private detective. Or... I was just
2: going to say that. <laughs> I kind of think of, uh, I said, what am I thinking of? I'm thinking of what, Fred Jones, right? From Scooby-Doo. That's his last name, isn't it? Oh, is it? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is. Cause that's the first thing I thought of was Scooby-Doo.
0: I, my first thing was Jessica Jones
2: yeah i suppose
0: something about the last name jones yeah they're all fucking detectives
2: i am a detective member
0: (laughs) oh yeah that's right holy shit
2: slash creep i mean i think think it might be in the same ballpark
0: yeah it depends on on
2: who you're asking
0: or how much money you spent on binoculars
2: yes yes true or how much minutes you put on your, um, your second phone number because they uh, had blocked you on the first one. <laughs> Just kidding, I've never done that.
0: Yeah, no, why would anybody ever do that? <laughs> um, so that's rad to hear. Um, and normally I ask uh, folks if they have advice for, for, for peeps, but I'm, I'm more, I want you to like focus on yourself. Because
2: I'm still figuring it out. Yeah. Yeah,
0: exactly. So give advice to yourself and keep on that track of like having that self-awareness is mm-hmm. fucking huge, dude.
2: Knowing. Or I should say maybe like understanding what the feeling is I'm having. Getting down to why and then maybe figuring out like what I can do to. Either cope with it better or, I don't know, distract myself, maybe.
0: We've put ourselves in certain situations so often that we do start to kind of have that foresight of like, I know what the end of this looks like, and if I let my ADHD brain do its thing, which is, somebody suggests like a spontaneous thing, Mm -hmm. our inclination like it's almost built in our chemical makeup to be like, of course, spontane- spontaneity is our, my fucking jam, mm-hmm. but then it can land you in some shit. So like, some like starting to do that rather than being like, fuck yeah, being like, mm-hmm. that sounds like fun, but
2: is it gonna be fun after?
0: Yeah. Well, and I mean like. And not being afraid to to let your friends know that, like, hey, I'm I'm just going to, I'm trying to be more self-aware lately, so it's mm-hmm. not that I'm trying to be a dick or, like, duck out on you guys, like, it's just what I got to do to make sure that I'm 100%. percent
2: hmm Keeping it 100. 100. Yeah. Is, that what, is that what the cool kids say?
0: I believe it's keeping it 100. Yeah.
2: Yeah, keeping it 100. <laughs> 300.
0: Uh, 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 you, you must be based
3: I don't know what that is. Yeah.
0: I kind of know what it is, but... Based? Had to be explained to me like a lot. It sounds like just not giving a fuck, I think.
2: Wait, people actually say that? Yeah. I'm going to have to ask my siblings about that next <laughs> time I see them. I'm sure they'll know. At least my brother will.
0: But at any rate, man, I am super glad that you... You know, got to hold me to come and do this. This is as much as like it seems like I'm like just throwing advice at you. A lot of this stuff helps me retain it so that I can continue to do it myself too. Mm-hmm. And I try to say like we or us as much as possible because this is not like just a you thing. Like most of the time, people come on. And it's like I have a lot of what you have going on. Yeah, so.
2: it's almost like a a chain thing. Almost like I'm telling you these things, and then you could. Maybe pass these things or relate these things to somebody else. Kind of like pass it back and forth.
0: Yeah. And then to the listeners, do some detective work yourselves. Mm -hmm. I mean.
2: Maybe healthy detective work. Right.
0: Yes. Not the social media kind. We're talking about the kind that like, if this shit starts to resonate with you, then maybe look in to see if you exhibit. I mean, there's all kinds of tests you can take online that'll give you like the basic guidelines of like. What, somebody with bipolar experiences, somebody with ADHD, like, and trying to do it in a non-ironic way. I hate when people say, oh, I have such ADHD because I did this. It's like, no, asshole, like, did you drop $500 on a Pokemon card just because? Like, that's what ADHD is.
2: And I would also like to point out that ADHD is a lot easier detected in males than it is in females. Um, I never thought I had ADHD cause I thought you had to have the hyperactive part and that's actually a pretty little part of it. Uh, hyperactivity is mostly seen in, um, adolescent males. If you think there could be a possibility, but you're like, no, just because you're not hyperactive, um, definitely still look into it because that's what kind of kept me from the diagnosis in the first place.
0: That's excellent advice. Mm-hmm. Well, dude, air high five.
2: I even looked at your elbow when I was doing it. (laughs) So I wouldn't
0: miss. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Thank you again for doing this, dude. I really appreciate it.
2: Thanks for letting
0: me. 100%. And to the listeners, be well to yourselves.